0: Welcome to the Mind Management Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Bullock. Our brains are on autopilot, sorting information and just giving it all meaning. Here I'm going to teach you how to take your brain off autopilot, take control, and manage your thinking so you can live authentically as you and love authentically. I want you to create a life that you are proud to live. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi guys, welcome back. Okay. Today, we're going to slow everything down and we're going to talk about mostly what I do as a coach and how I help people. But first, got to understand a couple different things. This one sentence has changed my life, actually applying it and actually learning how it all works in my brain. Slowing it down and seeing for myself how I'm doing this, okay? Number one, first sentence, your thoughts create your feelings, really understanding this is going to give you so much power but there's a second part that I want to put with that and it's and our thoughts are optional so many times something will happen and even if I know it's my thoughts I'm like but this thought feels like the only thought that I can think like it feels like what a depiction of what's actually going on so it feels important it feels like if I let it go then I'm missing something then I'm missing the truth okay I had to put it in that second part because sometimes we forget, and sometimes our brain forgets. So today, we're taking a deep dive into the meaning that our brains give our circumstances. But first, we have to identify what is a circumstance and what is thought. Separating those two is where a lot of my work as a coach begins. Circumstance, okay? Circumstance, are. Facts. They are neutral. They're boring. They don't have a story along with them. It's just the bare bones facts. It's like we can put in direct quotes of what people said. We can't put in, they were mean, right? There's no ag- adjectives. There's no descriptive words in there because that part gets a little iffy. Iffy on a circumstance, everybody has to agree that it is true. Okay. So, in order for everybody to agree that it is true, Opinions have to be brought out of there, right? Because those differ so much. (laughs) But when we're looking at circumstances, if everybody can believe that it's true, then it can go in that circumstance line. The circumstances are always neutral, right? They're not bad or good because our brain hasn't given it meaning yet. That part we do in our thoughts. So, circumstance doesn't have like a negative tone to it. it, it's not full of drama. It's just what happened, right? It could be, they said these words. These words came out of his mouth, right? Or it could be, I have X amount of dollars in my bank account. Whatever it is, it's very factual, very neutral. It doesn't have that positive or negative spin on it yet. All right, from our circumstances, our brains create our thoughts. Thoughts, and this is the fun part. This is where I work mostly as a coach because this is where we give everything meaning. We sort through the things coming in and we decide if it's good or if it's bad or if it's a threat or if it's a loving thing to say. Our thoughts are where we take that circumstance and we make it a bad thing or a good thing. It's where all of the sorting goes on. Okay, and from that thought creates an emotion, like a physical sensation in the body. I like to keep these one word and I like to get them as specific as possible. There's a resource online that I send my clients to that I take a picture of. I have it on my phone because I use it a lot. It's the feelingswheel.com. Go and look at it. It's just a picture of a wheel and it's got kind of five different general buckets Of feelings, and then it gets down to very, very specific emotions. So look into those because sometimes you will find one and it just feels right. Like it identifies exactly what you're feeling in your body because there's more than just sad, mad, happy, angry, anxious. Like there is more than those emotions. Sometimes we can feel betrayed, we can feel powerless, we can feel there's so many different options that just gets very very specific in that emotion line that part's important <laughs> that part is created by our thoughts every single time the emotions are always created by the thoughts and what we are believing but from our emotions when we're thinking about like that physical representation of that emotion in our body like If it's stress, my shoulders are tight. My core is really hot. I'm starting to sweat, but my fingers are cold. Sometimes I get shaky. My voice gets shaky. um, I want to move really fast. That's just how stress appears in myself. And knowing how I experience those emotions is really important. But from those feelings, right? And those emotions, when it's filling our body comes all of our actions. That's when we're driving into action. Those are the feelings that's propelling all the action. So stress is propelling all of our action. Imagine what those actions look like. They might be fast paced. Sometimes it might be completely shut down, sitting down and watching TV. Whatever it is, our emotions fuel our actions. Okay. And then last, our actions create our results. All right. So all of those actions that you're doing, it's fueling this result for you. And here's the funny part about our results. So many times we look at the step ahead and we're like, oh, the actions are the problem. If, this, if I don't like this result, then the action is the problem. So people try to action their way to a certain result and sometimes it doesn't work. Why? Because I want you to imagine a big old line of dominoes, okay? And you're trying to start halfway through this line and get the result of knocking all of the dominoes down it's not going to work. You have to start at the very first domino to get that result of all the dominoes down, right? You're only doing half of the work if you try to action yourself to a result. What I do as a coach is we go back even further to see what were the thoughts that were causing those feelings, that were creating those actions that made that result for us in the first place. Because you're always going to see that the thought in some way, shape, or form is creating that result line. It's the same thing. It's it's what started that entire line of dominoes to get you to that result. So let's take body thoughts, for example, because I think that's a very clear one that we can see this happening all of the time. All right, so circumstance is your body, okay? Very factual, very neutral. Your body is your body. Your thought about your body might be Wow, I'm fat, or well, wow, I'm disgusting, I don't know, some kind of intrinsic mean thought, like, okay, real fast pause in this. When I coach, sometimes people want to filter these mean thoughts. They tell me like the nice, pretty version of the thought. And that only gets us so far into the work. Your brain, how it says it to you is not nice. It's not pretty. Your brain is designed to find all of the problems to try to keep you safe. Like that's what its intention is. It's just not being used in the right way. Okay, so tell me the thought. Tell me it ugly without judgment. Just tell me how your brain says it. If it says it pretty mean, then we're going to talk about the thought even if it's not pretty. Okay, so let's say back to our same circumstance of your body and your thought is wow, I'm disgusting. I can't believe I let myself get this way. I can't believe, like, I have no self-control. I'm out of control. I am weak. I'm worthless. Whatever it is that your brain tells you when you look at your body, your neutral body, not good or bad, it just is. It's just your body. All right, but when we think those thoughts, when we think maybe I'm disgusting, right? What feeling do you feel? Think that thought in your mind. Believe it. I'm disgusting. What feeling do you feel? I would say maybe shame, disappointment, sadness. All of those feelings are super uncomfortable feelings. None of them feel great. I don't think that it's terrible to feel a negative emotion, but let's just think about this for a second. You're feeling shame, sadness, and disappointment about yourself. Okay, when you're feeling, let's just pick one of those. Let's do shame because I think it's a very common one. When you're feeling shame, imagine that feeling in your body. It's heavy. For me, it like churns my stomach and all of my arm muscles get tight and my energy drops, all of the things. That's how it feels in my body. When I'm feeling that sensation that representation of shame in my body, do I want to go work out? I don't think so. (laughs) I want to sit on the couch and I want to eat Oreos with milk. Because when we have a really, really intense negative feeling in our body, then we want to escape from it. We want to buffer from it. We want to, if let's say we eat the Oreos, it creates a different sensation in our body. So, and it gets us that hip of dopamine. So we're distracted from that feeling of shame for a little bit. We escape it for a little bit until those thoughts come back and create more shame for us. Okay, so here's what happens a lot of the time. We'll feel disgusting from that thought or we'll feel the shame created by the thought, I'm disgusting. And then we'll get into the action line and we're like, I got to fix this, right? A new thought comes in. I got to fix this. I'm disgusting. So we'll action ourselves to a result will be like, I'm going to eat really good. And I'm going to so they stop eating any of the crap. And even if you get all of your actions in line, but you're feeling this disgust and shame for your body, you're only fixing half of the problem because then you're white knuckling it and you're trying to get all of your actions in line. And it's all done by willpower and you're not enjoying any of the process. Right? So your result, even if you get that result, It's not going to last because of the shame that you feel because at some point you're going to have to face that shame because that thought that I'm disgusting is still there. Even if you hit your goal weight, it's going to be a memorized pattern of your brain and you're going to find different pieces of evidence to support the thought of I'm disgusting. So we have to take a step back. We have to start looking at our body and realizing what's going on in that thought line. Okay? So many times we often skip that step, right? We skip the part where we gave the words meaning. Like, let's say somebody said something not so nice to you and your thought or how we say it sometimes is she said this and that made me so mad, right? But we're skipping the entire part where we gave her words meaning. Her words would go into the circumstance line and then we had a Thought about those words. Maybe the thought was, I made it mean I wasn't good enough. Maybe the thought was, no, she's wrong. And then it made us mad, right? It's that thought, or maybe the thought was, people shouldn't talk to me that way, right? Whatever it is, that thought is what created the emotion for you, not the words, because we had so many different thoughts we could choose about the words. Now, I'm not saying just be okay with people treating you like garbage. That's not what it is. But when we make it mean that the other person is a bad person or that sometimes it comes back to we're not good enough, whatever the meaning that we gave it, it was the meaning that caused us the emotion, not the other person. Now, I say this a lot and I'm going to say it again and again because we need the reminder because our brains don't really remember it. They don't hold on to it. But if you're giving all of the responsibility for what you feel to somebody else, then you lose all of your ability to get unstuck by yourself. You need them to change the behavior in order to feel better. And that's a terrible place to be because we can't change other humans. And sometimes we think that we can't. We think that we can say the right words and then they will change. We can't do that. So I think the easier way to go about it is to take all of the responsibility for that emotion all of the responsibility for the thoughts that you think about what they said, what they did, and then decide how we want to feel about it. How do we want to progress and is what we're thinking right now? Because I think that there are times that even if our thoughts aren't serving us and they're creating anger and resentment for us, sometimes we're not ready to let them go. (laughs) Sometimes we just have to take a look at it and be like, yep, this is how I feel right now. This is what's true for me right now. And this is where I'm at. But then when we give ourselves enough time doing that, when we process it, but we're still taking responsibility for that emotion, then I think at some point we're able to say, you know what, this is what this is creating for me. A lot of resentment, a lot of hate, a lot of anger, and I don't want to feel that way anymore. So how am I going to move forward? Okay, I think I mentioned this book in the last episode. It's a really good one. It's called You Can Be Happy No Matter What by Dr. Richard Carlson. He is the author of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff as well. So good. I think there are a couple things in there. I don't think we have to be happy all the time, but that's a podcast for another day. Um, but he talks, he gives this example of You're sitting at a table, okay, at a restaurant and you spill a glass of water on the floor and you go down to clean it up and you notice a couple tables over, some guy looked at you with what you perceived as a very disapproving look, okay? And your thoughts in your head were like, what? I can't believe that guy. Has he never spilled anything at a restaurant before? Rude. Like, does he think I'm clumsy? And all of those thoughts are creating anger for you. So you're sitting at this table at a restaurant feeling anger. And every time that you think about it, every time you glance over and see him, that anger rises up a little bit more. Maybe even embarrassment rises up, right? But over at other table yonder, he's thinking about his job and a mistake that he made that day. And he has no idea that you exist. So it's all of the meaning that we're giving it, right? Right. The meaning that we're giving this incoming data he says we forget that we are only thinking we fill our heads with false information which we then interpret as reality instead of thought if only we could remember that we are the thinker if we could really understand that as we think about something we feel the effects of our thoughts during this episode at the restaurant we might not we might have been able to recognize that it was our own thoughts, not the other person upsetting us. Okay. He also says in there, and I think this part is brilliant, that thinking is an ability rather than a reality. What? So many times. I think that's where we get stuck in feeling like our thoughts are just so important is that we think that our thoughts are the accurate depiction of reality. So letting go of those thoughts feels naive. It feels like we're being foolish if we think about it any other way. Meanwhile, it's creating so much negative emotion and a terrible experience for us. I think the other part to this is that when we think that it's reality and it's so strong that it's reality, we kind of lose any other option to think about it. Like all of the options of thinking a different thought that might produce a different emotion that might produce different actions and different results. Those don't come to us so lightly when we're really, really stuck in the story that this way of thinking is reality. I think too, this is why I was so drawn to Byron Byron Katie's work. She has you ask a couple times, like, is this thought true? Is it really true? And I think just slowing it down and putting the thought down on a piece of paper and realizing, is this true? Is this thought true? Like, would everybody agree on this thought? How could the opposite of this thought be true? And just exploring that in our brain gives our brain an option to think about it differently if we want to. So many times I think our brain is closed off to thinking about it in any other way and the only way that we want to think about it is the way that's causing us the most suffering. Not intentionally wanting to think about it that way, but that is just what the brain is designed to do, right? Designed to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. So part of that seeking pleasure and avoiding pain is telling us where all of the problems are, telling us like this is a red flag and this is a red flag. This could possibly cause you pain. This could possibly cause you pain and we need to avoid it at all costs. So it's fine if those thoughts cross our mind. That's what our brain is supposed to do. We're not going to have any judgment for these thoughts crossing our mind. We're just where we used to believe them before. Now we're going to start questioning them. Now we're going to start thinking like, is this useful for me? Let's just go through. Let's put that thought into the thought line and see what feelings that thought creates for us and from those feelings what actions are they creating and what results are we getting from the thought right if it's not in line with who we want to be and where we want to be at in the future right and the goals that we want to make and create for ourselves then let's get rid of it let's think about this differently or let's at least start playing with the option to think about it differently if we're really stuck in the story okay so moving on and applying this to your life as you go throughout your week this week I want you to watch your brain okay put like take down some notes right take down what were the facts what actually happened try to get all of the thoughts out of it try to get just the bare circumstance from that circumstance what did I think what did I make it mean We're going to have, like, you can take out a piece of paper and write down all of the things that you made it mean because it's not just one simple, pretty little sentence. So many times we're not even in tune with what's going on. We've skipped that thought line for so long and just went straight to the feelings line. Like these circumstances, were creating our feelings that we don't know. We're not very good at identifying the thoughts that created the feelings for us. So this is a practice. You get better and better at this as you go. Just take out a piece of paper, write down maybe the words that somebody said. Maybe, I don't know, just the circumstance, the bare bones of what happened. Take out all of the thoughts and opinions and get a piece of paper and then write down all of your thoughts about that circumstance. Then you can go back through and like circle the one that maybe is the hardest for you. hardest pill to swallow find one sentence pick one doesn't matter put that thought into the thought line and then say like say that sentence in your head what feeling does that sentence create for you all right is it sadness is it fear is it anger is it heartbreak go to that feelings will and narrow it down put one word emotion into that line and then from that emotion Go crazy with the actions. Like, what was I doing when I was in that motion? Maybe if somebody said something unkind, right? I had a thought about it. I'm feeling anger. When I feel anger, I'm snapping at my kids and I'm snapping at my husband and I'm ruminating on it. I'm thinking about what I could have done differently. I'm kind of mad at myself for snapping in the first place and then I feel more guilt, right? We see really, really clearly what's going on for us when we're feeling that emotion and what result it's creating for us, right? If the thought was, wow, she was rude and disrespectful and I'm feeling anger and whatever, and I'm snapping at my kids, my result could be, wow, I'm kind of being rude and disrespectful, right? As a result, somehow that thought line in some way, shape or form is going to appear in your result line. And see if that thought is serving you. And then is there any other meaning that we can give those same words that that person said or that thing that happened? Any other meaning? Like, let's say somebody said something about you that they truly believe. Like, I know that restaurant example was like, he had no idea that I was like, he had no idea I existed and it meant nothing about me. Well, what if the person actually believes it? What if they said something that they actually believe about your character that wasn't so nice? Okay, they said the words, whatever the words are, (laughs) we're putting it in the circumstance line and now we're having a thought about it. What if that thought was, it's okay for them to be wrong about me. They're just wrong about me. That's okay. Doesn't mean anything about them. They just have misinformation and I don't even have to fix it. I'm okay with them being wrong about me. Right From there, maybe when you feel that, like it's okay for them to be wrong about me. It feels less like anger and more like acceptance. We're just having acceptance. We're not super happy about it. If somebody has a negative thought about our character, we're not going to be like, oh yes, that's so great. They think I'm a terrible person. I'm so happy about that. No, we're never going to get there. I think we should let that go. Sometimes we don't want a positive feeling about a circumstance that We don't love, right? So, but what if it was just acceptance? What if we shot for right in the middle and it was just like, you know what? It's okay. And when we feel acceptance, when we feel like it's not a big deal, how do our actions change, right? I think we don't really ruminate on it. We don't really spin in it. We might think about it for a second. We might change how much interaction we have with that person. But We're not going to spend lots of brain time on it. We're not going to snap at our kids. We're not going to go tell everybody and their dog about what this person said about you and why it's wrong. We're not going to do any of that. We're going to be confident in our character. And we're going to move on. And guess what? We probably respond with a lot more love than if we made their words mean something huge about us. Or that something has gone wrong. Sometimes people have misinformation. Sometimes they have all the information and they still don't like us and it's okay. And our brain thinks, nope, this is a big problem that they don't like us, but it's actually just fine. Nothing has gone wrong. Some people don't love some people and that's just how it goes. All right. So we're taking a look at the meaning that our brain is giving these neutral circumstances, remembering that it's always optional remembering, just like Dr. Richard Carlson said, thinking is an ability rather than a reality. We are creatures that have the ability to think, which is pretty awesome, but sometimes it gets us in trouble if we depict it as reality. Like we just think that that's the way the world is. Let's slow it down and let's see what thoughts we're giving these neutral circumstances. I want you to imagine you're sitting just in a room filled with rocks, right? There's just tons of rocks, and our job is to sort these rocks. Okay, so I want you to think of these rocks as just little bits and pieces of evidence. These are the neutral circumstances that are coming in, and our brain's just trying to make sense of all of them. So we have these cardboard boxes, right? we got to sort these rocks into these cardboard boxes. These cardboard boxes represent our beliefs. So let's say we have a belief that I'm a shy person. Okay, so we write that belief on the outside of this box. And as we go through and we're sorting the rocks, we might find a rock and it's like, oh yeah, I got scared during that church talk. Boom. I was nervous to talk to that boy in the hallway at school. Boom. Uh, My teacher looked at me and I got really scared. Boom. I'm a shy person. Now this box is really, really heavy. This belief of I'm a shy person might not get us into that much trouble. It might not be something that we want to change until... Maybe we want to become a public speaker. Maybe we want to start an online business, which requires us to be in the public eye or talking to people, right? That belief might not serve us really well, but we have all of this evidence stacked into that belief box that makes it really immovable. We can't just say one day, I'm not a shy person. And It just feel really true to us. It's not going to happen that way. We have to slowly start unloading that box, right? We have to start building the evidence maybe even for, no, I am a person that loves people and start putting evidence in that box till it's heavier than this box of I'm a shy person. So along with our thoughts, we have these beliefs that are just really ingrained in us. And I want you to take a look at those as well. I think beliefs are just thoughts that we've thought over and over and over again. And we also have like a big box of evidence supporting that belief, right? So maybe we have a belief that couples in the same faith that are together in their faith and their belief are stronger couples. Maybe that's a belief that we have. And so we have all of this evidence and we see it on social media and we're like, oh, Both of these two are living the faith together, boom, they're stronger couples. And we have big box of evidence that proves that true, that their marriage is happier or that there's some sort of joy that we're missing out on. Right? That belief might feel really true. But when your reality is that you and your spouse believe two different things, then that belief of that couples that believe the same thing are a stronger couple and have a happier marriage, then That belief isn't serving you. It's creating distance in your marriage and disconnect in your marriage and making it kind of a certain thing that, yeah, your marriage could be less happy than theirs, but not because that you two believe differently, just because you think that because you believe differently, your marriage is less happy. So we have to start working on a thought like disagreement doesn't create disconnection. Maybe we'll take that thought and put it on the outside of one of our cardboard belief box and start finding evidence to support that thought because disagreement doesn't have to mean disconnection. And there is just as much love available to you in your relationship, even if you two live differently than there is in a different relationship for sure. And there's different things in that relationship that they get to choose their thoughts about too. Right, We all have our strengths and weaknesses. It's just what we make these circumstances mean. If we make it mean that we're missing out on joy, we're going to miss out on the joy. If we make it mean that our marriage is so strong, maybe it's even stronger, then we might find evidence for that too. So just take a look at the things that your brain is making things mean. Where are the problems in your life? Where are the things that you're getting stuck Where are the things that you are feeling the most pain? And can you imagine that you are the one that's choosing that pain? It's okay if we're choosing the pain. There are some things that we want to choose the pain over. There are some things that happen to us that are terrible. We want to think about them as terrible. We don't want to let that go. But I think where we gain the most power is when we take ownership of it. Because then when we're done feeling terrible, when we're done thinking about this in the way that we're thinking about it right now we have the opportunity to change it we have the power to change it if we give away all our power to somebody else that created this for us then we lose all of the power to change we are stuck until they change our only option is to run away and sometimes we can't even run away from those thoughts so this is good news take your power back See where you're making things mean suffering for yourself. Do you like your reasons for thinking those things? If you do, then hold on to them. Do you like the results that you're creating with it? If you do, then hold on to them. If you don't, let's just start playing with the idea of what else could we make this mean, all right? How else, how do we want to move forward? What result do we want in the result line? And let's just, Think about that backwards. What do I need to be doing to get that result? What do I need to be feeling in order to support those actions? What do I need to be thinking in order to be feeling that way? Right? We can work backwards if we want to, but I just hope that we can slow down all of our thinking and we can get power back and we can decide how. What kind of an experience we want to create for ourselves and how we want to live our lives and how we want to show up as the person that we want to be. This was a long one, <laughs> but I hope that you slow down your thinking and take a look at it this week and let me know how it goes. You guys are incredible. I, from all of the coaching that I've done, I have seen circumstances, not circumstances, thoughts and results that from the outside, People think are horrible and then you go in and you look at their thoughts and the meaning that they gave their circumstances and what I see is that humans are good and we're trying our best and sometimes we have thoughts and beliefs that get in the way of that and sometimes we have judgmental thoughts but for the most part humans are good and we're it's okay if we judge sometimes we're trying to work on it we're trying to reroute these pathways that our brain has created for us and it's hard work so give yourself some grace humans are good and watch our thoughts because that is where our feelings come from okay so I hope you guys have a good week um if you like what you hear if you try this work and it's hard for you by yourself to most of the time I see the problem is seeing what is circumstance and what is thought and then after that it's like How can I even think about this in a different way? Or there's emotion that we're resisting. If you need help with all of that, that's what I do as a coach. We sit down and we go through your specific circumstance and we just notice what our brain is doing at first. Sometimes that's all you need is to see what your brain is doing. And other times we just need clarity on who's the person that I want to be in this situation and how do I do that? Sometimes we want to feel better. And sometimes we just want to get really good at feeling that negative emotion. Okay, that's what I do as a coach. If you want to give it a try, I offer free one-on-ones. So you come in, we do a one-on-one call. And then if you like the coaching, then we talk about how to work together from then on. But otherwise, it's just a coaching call to help you get past these roadblocks in your life. See where you're taking a circumstance and creating the meaning for yourself that's creating suffering that you might not have to have that suffering there might be a better way that feels better with the person that you want to be that's an option for you right that we can find that in that coaching call and just get you to a point where you feel good (laughs) you feel good or you're going through the negative emotion and it's creating the result that you want all right so if you have any questions about that, you can find me at Anna Kate Coaching on Instagram. Message me there and we set up a time that way. All right. So until next week, watch those thoughts. See you later. Bye.